You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. Hey everybody, welcome to another Audacious Leadership Session. I'm here with Pastor Glyn Barrett. Hello everybody. Senior leader of Audacious Church and we're going to have a conversation together today about something that we know uh, and I'm sure you do too is really important for any leader Uh, and it is really the idea of being a multiplier, multiplying yourself. We know that within any organization, uh, small group, department, whatever it is that you lead, its future is quite possibly dependent uh, on your ability to raise up more leaders. Um, To be able to multiply yourself means that you could multiply the thing um, and, and, you know, we're all in this because we want to we wanna grow and want to see things grow. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's true in business. Um, I think it's, it's true in, in every aspect of life. The, the ability to multiply yourself gives you a, a greater influence, gives you a greater, a greater reach. Um, and I think that's important in life itself. All right. So we're, we're going to, um, we've got some questions and, um, yeah, we just need you to open your hearts, open your minds, um, and uh, let's get stuck into it. So, um for, what, for you then, in your own life, can you, um, I don't know, maybe share with us or think back to a time when you were like, oh, that was when somebody really uh, multiplied themselves in me or discipled me or developed me. Like, who was that person? And yeah, what, what was it like? Well, if I can answer it in, in saying that I think there's three phases to it for okay. me. Um, I, I think it's important for us to know that you can be discipled by dead people. It's called church history. And I think the history of the church, the history of great men and women of God who've gone before us, you know, you, you have your, your classical um, Charles Spurgeons, your, your, your John Wesleys, um, people like that who've gone before us, missionaries who've kind of given their lives for the cause of Christ, um, who have had their time, but as the two pound coin says on the edge, we stand on the shoulders of giants. So to forget their input or potential input to our lives would be, I think, a tragedy. So I, I think that um, as a fan of church history, I, I do find myself being discipled by dead people in the sense of they're multiplying themselves in me because the teaching that they give me and the insight, the wisdom, the courage, the faith that they put into me um, makes me think, wow, if they could do it then in those circumstances, in those times, then um, what, can, what can we do in our day and age? So I think that's, that's important. And so I'm, I'm regularly reading uh, the lives of people who've gone before for encouragement. Okay. Um, secondly, the, the, the major person who would have been a, the greatest disciple in my life uh, were, of course, my dad and mum, both of whom were Christians, both of whom were church leaders, pastors. And so I was very much raised in a, in a framework whereby the parameters for which I could live my life were clearly labelled. I, I had a good sense of right and wrong, I had a good sense of um, the implications if I did wrong, what would happen. And I knew what the benefits were of doing right and how to live right. And, and I think there's a part of me that thinks, that, you know, that's, that's probably what discipleship's about. It's, it's about helping, helping to create healthy parameters to say, you know what, if, if you live this way, Paul, uh, the, these could be the consequences. But if you live here, there could be a, a more, more of a beneficial outcome. 
So of course, because they were my mum and dad, it was very intensive, it was 24 seven. They were very quick to pick up on me when I was um, pushing the boundaries, pushing the parameters a bit further. Um, you know, I think somebody else who, who would be my current, current main person speaking into my life as a discipler would be people like Pastor Russell Evans from Planet Shakers, who um, I, I see him four times a year, maybe. And we don't sit in an intensive, you know, guru, uh, son type scenario. It's, it's, it's not discipleship that looks like that. It's discipleship that looks like me um, asking questions when I need to ask the questions. I will uh, I'll pick up the phone, I'll phone him, especially when I'm at a major crossroads, I'm not too sure what to do. Uh, he will phone me. And certainly we'll have conversations, not just about what we're doing well, but also uh, here's some challenges, here's some weaknesses, Glenn, that you probably need to look at in your own life, in the life of the church. And um, they, it's, it's, it's discipleship, which is a conversation. And because we're not in close proximity with each other, he lives in Australia, I live in the United Kingdom, then it, it means that we make the best of the times we have together. I ask as many questions as we can. And I remember that he's in his 40s, I'm in my 40s. I'm not a 12 year old who needs to know how to read the Bible. I pretty much got that by now. So it's a different type of mentoring and, and uh, discipleship input that I'm looking for. Um, everyone's got a full life, yeah. including you. Yeah. So when you maxed, you know, you stretched, um, how do you find time to then also be on the lookout for the, for the new person. I think most leaders that are switched on know that they need to do it. But how do you find space to do that when you're busy? Um, two things, I think. I would say pray. Okay. I think it needs to become a prayer thing because the Spirit of God knows what we need. The Bible teaches that again and again and again. He is our great help. And as a leader in business, in ministry, it is really your job to multiply yourself. And so pray, pray. God knows what you need. God has the ability to show you things in people um, that you can only know through the Spirit of God. So there have been moments, as an example, where I've stood up to on our stage in church or in a, in a church and I've looked into the crowd and I've seen people, even people I don't know, but it's like in a moment God's given me a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom about them and about what their life could look like. Um, some of them are now on staff and excelling in leadership roles, but that had nothing to do with me. It was the Spirit of God. So prayer is important. Um, and, and I think keep praying. Um, I think the second thing to really remember about life is that life is a journey. So I think that sometimes because of the busyness of our lives, our, our diary planning becomes so segmented that we forget that actually the miracles of Jesus happened while he was walking, while he was on the journey. So I wouldn't even necessarily say that it's about taking time out to identify potential, but actually learn the signs to look for while you're on the journey in, in developing leaders. So, you know, you're going for a walk, you're having a, you're having a drive, you, you've got a day off. Um, just phone people, say, hey, listen, you fancy coming for a day out to the Peak District or, you know, whatever that may be, <coughs> whereby together you just having moments together on journey to kind of identify what's in a person, start relationships, start conversation. You may get to the end of that and go, that was a great day. Probably not what I'm looking for. Um, but others, you may be pleasantly surprised. So, so think journey. How, how can you incorporate more relationships in, into the business of your life would be key. Okay, so there's, um, there's always going to be an element of risk though. Yeah. Because, you know, you kind of, the best way to know if you can trust someone is by trusting them and yeah. <laughs> see what happens. Um, 
how do you manage the tension? Uh, you know, and, and you know, everyone that's part of this conversation right now is um, is probably going to have to take a risk on a person. How do you manage? How how can you help them manage the tension of getting the job done and getting it done well and effective and you know uh, being economical with time and things like that and resources versus um, the power of actually having to try and getting it wrong and you know the lessons in it not going well because I guess you know many of us would think it'd just be easier and quicker if I did it myself for example or I'd really like a you know the finished article to come along and and do it so that will free me up to go and do what I do but we're not really talking about that it's not really even about us this principle of multiplying yourself is about the other person how do you manage the tension of getting the job done whilst developing the person well i think you've got to be really pragmatic in 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 the way you approach it in your thinking and in your heart um for years i used to play rugby and there's something in rugby called a hospital pass and a hospital pass is when you pass the ball to someone and you just know that that person is about to get killed (laughs) in a tackle because either you pass the ball at the wrong time um the wrong speed whatever they receive the ball and they die I think it's really important in terms of our development of people not to give people opportunity that is um, at a, a time of emergency or crisis or crucial or if they fail, everything's up in the air. I think it's really important to be really pragmatic in the same way that you never chastised your child when they're learning to ride a bicycle and fell over. No, you didn't. You, you picked them up, you rubbed down their knees and you let them go again. So I think it's really important to actually put people in opportunity and create space for them at times that are not crisis management, but times where you have space to realise the person who's about to play this role is about to learn how to ride a bicycle. And I think to keep it as simple as possible like that really helps us in, in our patience and in our development of people. So I guess that means we have to be more strategic. I think so. Uh, which requires getting out of survival mode mm. because if you're just trying to survive you don't have the space to think about no. in advance you, you, you're so under pressure yourselves and um, I think to get, get out of survival mode we, we do need the Holy Spirit to help us and that's when you said before about praying and revelation we've got to remember um, certainly for us in this context we are spiritual leaders mm. and therefore it is not a a bolt on the side it's not a, like an afterthought it is the thread that runs through through all of our, our decisions many of the um, ways you've described things sound really organic you know kind of like oh you know I'm just going out to the supermarket you want to come along and we'll get to know each other that way um, I guess it'd be two different uh, extremes of, of thinking people wired different ways that are part of this right now uh, there'll be the, the crew that are like all organic you know let's just we don't need a program let's just be fluid and you know hippie and all of that <laughs> versus um, the people who are wired you know a bit more pragmatic strategic systems planning getting things done um, are we at the mercy of our personality type uh, or, or do we need to, is there some way that we can marry the two? I think you have to marry the two. Okay. I don't think we can ignore personality types, leadership styles, um, all of these things come into play. You know, if you were to leave me to my own devices, I would just love to have a diet of chips. You know, but actually, I need someone to go, you know what, Glenn, 
you need some vegetables as well. Now, when I eat the vegetables, I love it. But you know what? If I'm tired and exhausted, I'm just going to go to the, the easiest thing I can find. Um, and other people will have their, you know, different analogies that work for them. I think that for me, I am, I'm not a systems person. I don't naturally think systems. I naturally think, let's hang out, let's get together, um, and, and almost very spontaneous. Now, that is a great strength, but it's also an extreme weakness um, in, time, in terms of wanting to build something because we need systems and organisation to support the organic nature. There's, there's an organic nature to my body, but I still have a skeleton. So I think that in, 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 in discipleship, there, there certainly does need to be diary entries and, 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 and formal things that, that, take, that take place. But I genuinely think that the formal, the best way is for the formal to come after the organic. So it's relationship. So for somebody in the life of an audacious church right now, as an example, you come into the life of the church, you love the worship, um, love the preaching, you feel stirred by God, you're on team, you're building relationship, and then you hear about some discipleship classes that we're running or leadership development classes, and then you plug into the formal development and training. But the reality is you, you only did it because there was an organic relational connect, a place where you, you felt at home and things like that. So on our staff, on our senior leadership, our executive team, because I am so organic, um, then I do need to make sure that I have people on the executive who think system, who think structure, who think formal, so that there's a beautiful blend of the organic and the non-organic, and they go together, and hopefully the combination works. I think most people um, have a, a linear model in their minds when it comes to leadership, uh, or maybe a, a hierarchy type of mentality although i guess we probably would say you know that doesn't exist in the church or we don't really like that model but i, I think it's in some ways ingrained in us um and so when there's no obvious next step in the hierarchy so you're not getting promoted therefore someone comes in how can you what do you do in that scenario um we need to create opportunities for other people we don't want to do ourselves out of a job completely and i i know the leadership um, adage is you know do yourself out of a job but that is within a hierarchy model where you do yourself out of a job because you're going into a new one like that's not always possible how do, how do you respond to that scenario do you think or how, how can these people well yeah I mean in terms of responding to doing yourself out of a job I think really what we're doing is we're, we're doing ourselves out of the current level of performance that we're at so we, we want to increase our performance get to the limit of that and then step into further into potential and bring other people up to perform at the level that we're in. So hopefully as leaders, we, we're always moving forward. I think that's, that's a, an important thing. But also I would say that there'd be, my response would be twofold to it. Firstly, have, I'd ask the question, have you actually asked the question to that person in the church or the business, you know, is there, what's the, a way forward for me here? I, I've really got a dream to, to be used in this area um, is there space for me, do you think, to be doing that? It's, it's, I think there's a godly ambition and an ungodly ambition. Okay. And there's genuinely nothing wrong with having that conversation, um, you know, to actually ask, hey, what do you think? Is there space? Would there be? That's, that's important. And, and understanding that if the answer is yes, then there's patience need to be involved. If the answer is no, well, that brings me to my second thing, 
that ultimately we have to resign as a CEO of our own empire and let God be on the throne. Because the Bible says in Proverbs 18:16, the gift makes way for the giver and ushers him and her into the presence of greatness. So if there is a God calling on your life to uh, play a certain part, be in a certain role, then ultimately we have to have the confidence that God is going to make the way for us. Unless the Lord builds a house, the laborers labor in vain. But if we trust God and let God build the house, in other words, are you creating the opportunity or is God creating the opportunity? If you create the opportunity, you'll carry the stress and the burden of it. If God creates the opportunity, he'll carry the stress and the burden of it. So I think we've got to have the, have the conversation with somebody. But secondly, trust God. And time and again of Audacious Church, we are here because we've trusted God. The church was founded because we trusted God. Um, we have the building, the facilities we have because we trusted God. And I think the sooner we trust God, the easier that helps us in this concept of the hierarchy, getting ahead, godly ambition, ungodly ambition. Trust God. Relax. The gift makes way for the giver. Okay, so basically aspiration is not a sin. Yeah. Um, you know, in my experience as a leader, I can't think of any. There may have been one or two. And, and so if there are, there's not many times when I've had to tell someone, I've had to rein someone in, calm down, you're too enthusiastic, you're too creative. My, my experience is more like, it's more like trying to wake the dead, get people going. So aspiration is not a sin. And also you're not God. No. So, and he's the ultimate vindicator. Yeah. He's the author of your life. And so uh, chill out in that sense. Yeah, and can I also say this? Stay planted. That, you know, don't become a, a Christian believer that, that is jumping from church to church to ministry to ministry to ministry to find the space. That, that's actually genuinely not the way God works. The Bible talks about blessed is a man and woman who's planted in the house of God. So if you believe there's a gift upon your life, because God has given it there, God will create the space and he only blesses people who are planted. He does not bless people who are looking for opportunity um, and a way to get ahead. He, he blesses people who are planted. So better for it to come um, later rather than sooner because actually what happens is God the whole time is developing character. So, you know, I am 46 years of age um, and God has been preparing me for this moment. We're building a new building in Manchester He's been preparing me for 46 years for this moment. You can't shortcut that process, what God has wanted to put in, 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 in me in that time. And also the, the battles that we're going to have to fight when we're building the building. Um, those lessons have been learned in my teenage years, my 20s, my 30s, my 40s, um, learning how to, how to deal with it. Uh, otherwise, uh, I think the character can undo the gifting. So remember, it's about character as much as gifting. Let's not just be hierarchical, look for opportunity, but allow God to develop gifting and character in those things. Well, what an absolutely awesome conversation we've been having. Um, there have been many questions uh, that have been posed mm -hmm. uh, while we've been talking. Uh, but there are questions that go along with this, um, with this conversation too that we're going to put out to you. So whatever context you're accessing this session, make sure that you get hold of the questions as well so that you can apply this stuff um, to your own life. And the, this, this is the truth. The potential of the application, the potential fruit of the application of some of these principles is, uh, is mind-blowing. Yeah. And uh, you, just remember what we started this with, which was... Um, the potential future of whatever it is you're leading is 
like intrinsically linked to your ability to multiply yourself, develop others so that you can continue to grow and increase your reach and effectiveness and all that kind of stuff. It's so exciting to think about what could come from these sessions. Remember, growth and increase is coming. If you stay in the right place, you stay in the right environment, it will, it will come. Be patient, trust God.